0: Hey guys, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I want to talk about the type of thinking it takes to create real change. Now, if you're like me, you know, we try and change all the time. We're always trying to grow in some format or the other, uh, to fix things, to improve things, to adjust things. We tinker with our lives like a mechanic tinkers with a car. But what actually drives the real stuff that that makes a difference, not just the stuff around the edges? Let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so let's dive in. Now, this episode's really come around because I've been reading the forums, looking at what people are saying, uh, listening to our own clients, um, and, and people, listeners of the podcast, who contact me. And what I see a lot of the time is we're kind of always looking at very surface level stuff. Now, this occurs a lot more when you've just been diagnosed um, or found out someone close to you has been diagnosed. As you start to look at the dyslexic traits and you say, is that dyslexic? And I did a podcast on the, is it dyslexic side of things a little while back, but I, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper on how you create change and what you have to start looking for if you really want to take control of your dyslexic life. Now, firstly, you know, calling it a dyslexic life, I'm probably doing it a disservice. You are a human being that has been diagnosed with a magical label of dyslexia. It does not define you, uh, Some dyslexics have amazing lives and will change the world. Others will live very average lives, not to be offensive, but that's just the truth. We are human beings. We're every part of the scale. Sadly, we're not that special, right? And this is one key thing I learned about dyslexia when I'm looking at all these little things, little bits and bobs, is to realize I'm not special. I'm just normal. Does that make sense? You know, we are spent all this life going, hey, you're in a special class or special this, special that. Dyslexics are not special. We just have a difference in the way we prefer to learn. That's it. It then has a few knock-on effects, which create some of the challenges we have in our day-to-day life. But we are not special. We just have a different preference. It's like someone being left or right-handed. If you, if everyone in the world or 99% of the world is right-handed and everything was made only for right-handed people, everything was right-handed from pencils to maybe you could only press certain buttons if you had a right hand, maybe fridges would only open with your right hand, all these other things were right-hand based. And then what happens is you start to have these left-handed people pop up these, you know, I'm sure you're, you're probably thinking to yourself, am I left or right-handed? Can I remember? (laughs) You know, what am I? Um, But, you know, if you had left-handed people starting to show up, going, I really struggle with my right hand, you know, would they put them in a special class for left-handed people that could only use their left hand, right? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a preference, you know, it's nothing special. It is, you know, I I don't think you're a special person. If you've got, if you're left-handed or right-handed, you're just a person who has a preference, And I think that's something to get through your head. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, You just have a different preference and you need to learn a different way. And society hasn't quite caught up with it. It's a bit slow. You know, you want to think of society and norms as a giant ship that takes a very, very long time to turn. You know, it's a very slow moving beast. And on dyslexia, you know, and understanding what it means and preferences this big giant ship is taking a really slow turn around and we see this on most societal issues. You know, I'm not going to get into too many here, but you know, whether it's a race based one or a gender based one, you know, all these things are moving, but not very fast, right? They take a long time to shift and dyslexia sadly is no different. But what I would firstly say is you're not special. Um, which I hope you take that in a good way. <laughs> you know, I, I remember when I decided and realized, actually, I'm not anything different. I'm normal. How much pressure came off my my shoulders? And I stopped looking at every single thing with a dyslexic set of glasses on, right? You know, who cares if I am dyslexic or not? I still need to deal with it. And that brings me to the real point of this podcast, the real big curly thing is when we first find out we look at the real physical challenges we have in the world and one that comes to mind is the one i've recently seen which is does everyone else hate packing your bags when you go on holiday or go on a trip do you find yourself forgetting heaps and heaps of stuff and you're having to buy it on the other end and you get frustrated and you beat yourself up when you travel and you just sometimes don't even want to pack you just want to hide under the covers and hope someone else packs your bag now that's a that's a realistic problem and because of dyslexia, there is a potential chance you struggle with that more than the average person. But what I see happens so often is everyone seems to focus on these small, minute things. And we find all these patches that exist around us to kind of patch up these challenges. So maybe you've got a to-do list that um, that has all the things you need to remember to pack. I saw someone actually make a good suggestion, which was every time you forget something, create a list of everything you forget. So next time you go, you can look at the most common things you forget. But I'll promise you, you'll forget something that's not on that list. Um, but you know, all of these things are great. And I remember when I first started out, before I understood dyslexia, or I understood the patterns or the whys behind it, I used to always be trying to fix all these little surface level things. Like the surface level things are, I forget things when I go on on a trip. So I'd put a solution in place to solve that to a point. And what would happen if you imagine a stack of cards, you know, every time I'd put another solution, it was like putting another couple of cards on top of this giant stack and i would think wow that's a pretty cool looking stack i've solved a heap of problems i've i've patched a heap of holes that dyslexia caused in my life that's pretty awesome and it looks pretty neat this stack of cards but what would happen from time to time is you know i realized i wasn't actually fixing any of the real issues or i wasn't gaining awareness or understanding of who i truly was as a dyslexic or how my mind preferred to learn and do things and accept that and you know really come to terms with it and go okay cool great i've worked through that and now it's working instead what would happen is those cards would just smash and go down and i would just feel terrible things would just get on top of me it was like all of those little fixes didn't matter couldn't matter how many fixes i put on top i was never going to be good enough um And I know that's maybe a long way to come from just being able to pack your bags, but that was the knock on effect, right? You know, it was so easy to get stuck in the day to day uh, patching up of life, but it wasn't until I really dug deeper that I was able to overcome those challenges in my life or those preferences or those initial self worth issues that led to my confidence and other things like that. So, you know, what I would really recommend is if you're finding yourself patching up things, is to take a breath and really sit with yourself and ask yourself, Am I okay? You know, do I love myself? Do I accept myself for who I am? Do I realize I'm not special? I'm completely normal. I have a heap of problems like every other human being. Doesn't matter if you're dyslexic, you've got ADHD, you've got three arms. You know, we all got, we all have problems. I only have two arms, by the way, but we all have challenges. You know, we're not special, you know, to think that, you know, that, hey, that's probably the worst thing you can do because it's not true. That really isn't true. You know, and I, I want you to kind of, you know, I talk to you like I'm talking to you over a cup of coffee in a cafe. Hope you're picturing that. And I'm saying to you, you know, you are perfect the way you are. And it's okay to patch little things over the holes to make things work a bit smoother. That will never stop, by the way. But don't patch so many things over the holes that you can't work out what's beneath it anymore. You can't actually look at what are the bigger awareness and acceptance challenges that are staring you in the face that will make a massive impact in your life. You see, when you solve one of those things, you start to see all the other things on top just fall into place without the patches those issues don't appear in the same way and you know just one story to finish off and i hope you don't mind me using your name tim i usually don't but i really like you tim and i think you're a pretty awesome guy won't use your last name but one of the guys in our group put this up recently and he'd gone and had a test. Now, I don't know how old you are, Tim, so I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. But, you know, I would I would guesstimate your late 40s to mid 50s, I'm guess, guessing. Went for a test around ADHD and dyslexia. And I believe you came out like mild ADHD and not dyslexic. That was what came out in your test. And you popped in the group. I went and did this test. And this is what I came out as. And as i shared with you in the group one of the biggest reasons for that diagnosis is because for 40 50 however many years i still feel like i'm gonna get in trouble you know you've been patching up your world you've been having to solve your own problems you know you weren't given a diagnosis early so you had a a standing ground to work you know up from you had to just kind of like patch things all over the place to make your life work And from what I can tell, you've got a pretty successful life and family, which is awesome. But because of all those patches, now if someone diagnoses you, it's not like having a cold or a blood test or a COVID test probably is probably more relevant these days. You know, you're never going to come out exactly like that because there are so many patches. When someone says, do you struggle with spelling? If you have put a patch in your life that you only ever type and you use spell checker all the time. You might say mildly, but it hasn't really affected me in a day-to-day way. You know, all of these things layer on top of each other, so you're less likely to be diagnosed. That's why it's so much easier to diagnose a kid for ADHD and dyslexia because they don't have the layers that are hiding the true challenges in your life. And, you know, it it was just, the reason I want to share that story is it's a great example of how these patches work. And now this isn't to say that that Tim hasn't solved and sorted out a lot of his other stuff. I'm sure he has. I think, you know, I get the feeling there's a lot of stuff he has done. But um, it it is a really good example of how continuous patching or continuous, you know, adding these things that I call old solutions, um, I believe Davis calls them old solutions, um, you know, these things are very can be misleading, you know, and can be, can be things that make you feel like you're in control, but deep down, you know, you're not. And it's that gap between feeling you're in control and realizing you're not is the most painful part of dyslexia, in my opinion. So that's what I wanted to share guys. I, you know, I hope that's got you thinking The only thing I really want you to take away is that understanding and that awareness between what are you doing to patch a a problem that's appeared in your physical world to, can I start to notice the patterns that are repeating? What are those patterns? Why are they repeating? Who can I talk to about those? What can I do to learn more about those patterns? How can I improve myself? You know, is it through coaching? Is it through talking to a friend? It doesn't have to be a coach, just talking out loud you know, how can you start to see things from a different angle? Because seeing it only in your head, you know, you'll find your mind wants to go to the easiest thing, which is a patch. And that's not always the best solution. So hopefully you've enjoyed that episode. I'll be back in a couple of days um, with more about the Truth About Dyslexia. Thank you to all those who are on the Confident Dyslexic course. And for all those who are signing up for our next run of it, you can still find it at the top of our website, Truth About Dyslexia. We will be running another one of these, I believe, in a couple of months. Um, Yeah, thank you to all the people that are on it. You're absolutely awesome human beings. Have an epic rest of your day, and I will be back shortly.